The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. PFTPM, Chris Sims on Button Joint Megapix Podcast, Week 6. Off we go. Chris, I did not change out of my no, Liverpool you didn't. kit. Nope. I, it was. It really was a whirlwind, let me tell you, for the last hour. A lot going on in the NFL, getting our arms around right. a positive test from a team that may result in one of the games we're going to talk about coming up being postponed. It seems like a weekly occurrence for the NFL. Where can they make the square peg fit in the round hole? And uh, that will be part of what we discuss. But mainly we are here today to make our picks for week six. And I'm driving the bus today because last week on the bus go round and round. We both you know what? We both sucked last week. Nine and five straight up. Nine and five straight up. I was seven and seven against the spread. You were five and nine. That's do the opposite territory. Best bets. Oh, no. My record is starting to collapse. I was one and two. You were two and one. We both had the Colts wrong, which was an embarrassment. You know, every time we agree, I think does it does it not work out? Maybe I think our best bets best have bets. not. Yeah, our best bets when we've agreed, I don't think have worked out in our favor. Uh, you're right, but it's still pretty good. You know, and and you know some of those games where we went seven and seven and five and nine against the spread. I mean, come on, they're tough. I don't know what else to say. Some of them I would never bet or do anything like that. So we got to pick them, whatever. It's all right. We got to rebound. It's okay. We're still good. We're still above five hundred. We're making people and, money. And, and this season is a win if we just get the season in. At this point, I just want to get the season in. I don't care if I'm not right about another single game the rest of the year. Let's just get the season in. Let's get the show in. All odds provided by PointsBet, the new official sports betting partner of NBC Sports. Let's get right to it. One o'clock Eastern games, and let's begin in Carolina, where the line has moved. It was three at one point. Now the Panthers favored by one and a half against the four and one Chicago Bears. Chris, lead us off. Who do you like and why? Well, I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers in this one, 20 to 17. And yeah, it's it's this is a tough one. I mean, it is kind of a coin flip uh, football game here. But the way the Carolina Panthers have been executing on offense, I think they're going to be able to muster enough offense. There's enough weapons and enough offense there to even make a good defense like Chicago go, whoa, you know, again, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, the running game, you know, some of the other guys that are good role players to support them. You know, there's something there. The system, I kind of like that too. And then I think the thing that's just going to give me, that makes me sway just a little bit in the Panthers' advantage, Panthers playing pretty good defense lately. And this is not a great offense with Chicago. So I'm going to take them at home kind of winning a ugly close football game, kind of a gut thing here. I, I, I do think, like, yeah, it's a very, like I said, a very even football game. I'm not making it a best bet or anything like that, but I'm going to ride with Carolina. All right. This is one of those situations where we have picked the exact same score, but a different outcome. And I need some of these. I need to carve into that seven-game spread that you have already through only five weeks in straight up. So let's go Bears, 20-17, to 17, I like the Bears to win this game. I keep having flashbacks to last Thursday night, as I'm sure Tom Brady does, of Khalil Mack just constantly in the backfield. I don't know that Teddy Bridgewater can handle that, and I know he's shown some nifty running skills yeah, he has. recently, and it's, and it's great to see that after that devastating knee injury he had. But this just feels like it's time for a correction for the Carolina Panthers. And, and look, I know people look at the Bears and say, how in the hell are they 4-1? and one? I think they're going to get better as Nick Foles gets more comfortable in the offense. I think they build a lot of confidence in what they did last week. And the funny thing about Nick Foles, he really does have the demeanor when things are going well of a guy who is aware that it's not going to last, so let's hurry up and keep it going before it stops. Like, I don't know when it's going to stop. I don't know when it's going to come back, but I'm feeling it right now, so let's get to the line and let's call the next play because I'm making it happen, and they're trying to get to the point where they can make it happen offensively 
more often. But I think the Bears came out of that win last Thursday night over Tom Brady with a ton of confidence. And I really do believe, Chris, at a time where we're seeing, you know, the Titans get motivation and the fact that people are pointing out that they have a COVID-19 outbreak. Yeah, I think right. the Bears are going to be pissed off. I, I think they're going to be pissed off that they're underdogs in this game, even though the line's moving and who knows where it'll be by Sunday. I think that, that they feel like they're not being respected and Matt Nagy should know how to push the buttons of his team to get them to respond the right way. Yeah, I, I, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that one bit, you know, and I think Carolina can kind of play that respect card too, just like, oh, nobody's given us, gave us a chance. Look where we are. Let's keep fighting all that. But you're right. And, and, and to me, it, it, you explained it, right? I think it comes down to that Bears offense, like you said. It's really where it is. I'm I'm betting the Carolina gets a little bit of the edge there. You're saying Nick Foles will make a player two, player two to get it done. The one thing that you bring up about Foles, I think that is very right. That that's the great thing about him too. When things are bad, he doesn't affect it. I mean, last week that was ugly on offense for a long time, but he didn't panic. He didn't try to force the ball, force a play to happen. Allowed them to hang around, and they just got enough of a mojo to pull out the football game. So, yeah, the Bears are one of those teams I don't know. I mean, they beat the Lions, the Giants, and the Falcons to start the year, and none of them were very impressive. And then they got dominated by the Colts, and then they beat a good Bucks team. So, yeah, I guess we're still in the process of figuring out how good they really are. That's one of the great 1 o'clock Eastern games this weekend. There aren't many. There are plenty of not great ones. We're going to motor through a few of them right now. Let's start with the – Bengals, as you would say, at Indianapolis. Colts an eight-point favorite. Who you got? Well, sorry, Bengals fans. I know I don't say Bengals, but I'm from New Jersey and the Bengals, 80s band and all that. Sorry, it's a tough one for me. But I'm taking the Colts regardless. I don't think Jersey has anything to do with it. I, I think you'd be saying that wherever you were from. I think one of the girls on the Bengals was from New Jersey. If I'm not, I might be wrong, but I'll, we'll have to it look that up. doesn't make it any better. All right. Either way. No, it does not. I know All it right. doesn't. Uh, what, <laughs> but I'm going to go with the Colts. Of course I am. I mean, come on. This pass rush against that pass protection of Joe Burrow, you know, again, they can make some plays in Cincinnati and do some things. They move the ball a little bit, but I just think ultimately they're overmatched on that side of the ball. And then we kind of hit on like this earlier in the day. You know, the Bengals can't stop the run. They just lost DJ Reader for the year. And I think the Colts got to start getting back to running the football and not let it go through Phillip Rivers' right arm, which is sometimes shaky. So I'm going Colts 24-14 in this one. 24-10, Colts. Uh, look, I love Joe Burrow, and I hope he doesn't get injured. He takes a lot of hits, and I just see DeForest Buckner doing against the Bengals what he was unable to do against the Browns, which is blow up the middle of the line and get in the quarterback's face. 24 to 10 is the score that I will go with for that game. All right, next up, Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville setting a record by losing to winless teams for four straight weeks, which they've done week two, week three, week four, week five. The Lions aren't winless, but they feel like they're winless. Three-point favorites at home, two weeks to get ready for the game. Who do you like in Jacksonville, Detroit? Well, I'm going with the Lions. I mean, the, I can't get behind Jacksonville in that defense right now. There's no way. And, you know, the offense, there's some, there's, you know, some redeeming qualities, but it's a little bit all over the place, too. It's a drive where you go, whoa, that was impressive. That looked really good. And then it's two or three drives of like, well, what the hell is that? They did nothing there. And their defense has not stopped or made plays against anybody recently. I mean, really, the whole year. So because that, and yeah, the Lions are one and three in the same record, but the Lions' losses have been better than 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 uh, Jacksonville's. That's for sure. I mean, they were in some games and had it there to be won. I mean, we know what they did against the Bears. The Saints game was a, I mean, a, a toss-up moment, right? I mean, so they had plenty of moments this year to where they could be a little bit better. I'm going to go with the Lions 31-27. I think there will be a lot of plays on the offensive side of the ball, obviously, but I'm going with Stafford in Detroit. So you've got the Lions covering by one point. I am going to go with the Lions 24-17. I think it'll be a little lower scoring than you do. This one just feels like this is one of those gut-feeling get-right games for the Lions especially at a time when coaches are getting fired by teams like the Texans and the Falcons and are the Lions next. If they would lose to the Jaguars, I think Matt Patricia would have to be very concerned about what could happen next. But they're coming out of their bye. they got two weeks to get ready. They're only giving three points to the Jaguars. I think they should be able to win this game by at least the three. 24-17 is what I am going with. 
the next game, Chris, may not happen, yeah. or it may happen on Tuesday night. Who knows? For the second straight week, we could have a Tuesday night game. Monday night's already spoken for with two games. I don't want three games on Monday. I don't want 5 o'clock Eastern on Monday to become 1 o'clock Eastern on Sunday, where we got Please, seven no. games in no, there. No. So let's go Tuesday night if Falcons-Vikings gets postponed. Uh, if it gets postponed beyond Tuesday night, then you have the challenge of finding a way to reconfigure the remaining schedule to get the game filled in the current 17-week slate. Right now, it's Vikings minus four. Who do you have if they play that game? I'm going to go Minnesota. Uh, Again, the way Atlanta's defense is not impressive. Minnesota's found their mojo on the offensive side of the ball with the way they run. I think they found the correct formula as far as using those guys in the and you know, in the past game feeling and Justin Jefferson who looks like a superstar. You know, and, and yeah, it's a coaching change, but it's still the same regime there and everything. And I just think there's just a bad taste there in, in, in Atlanta. And there's just not enough of like a there's just not enough offense there either for me to go, even though Minnesota's defense is not great, I'm not looking at Atlanta like Seattle or some of these other teams. I think Minnesota can I mean Atlanta's not a good running team. You know, I know they ran the ball a little bit better last week, but I have a hard time thinking that's going to happen against Minnesota. And I just don't think Minnesota's going to give up a lot of big plays or at least plays like we saw with Russell Wilson. I think they're playing better football. Vikings have sneakily, sneaky been better the last three weeks. Um, now, they've had two losses in those three weeks, but could have beat the Titans like we've talked about and certainly could have beat Seattle. So I think they're kind of going upward trend where Atlanta, I think it's like, sorry, season's over. We're not sure if we're going to be here anymore. COVID-19. I'm not sure if the team will be the same. See ya. Sorry, Atlanta. Bye-bye. 27-20 bikes. Line has moved from three and a half to four. I like the Vikings in this one, 31 to 20. This one's feeling like a best bet. We may have to do an alternate backup best bet in the event that this game isn't played. That's something we'll have to figure out later in the program. For now, though, I really like the Vikings in this one. If they don't win this one, they're done. It's over. And I don't think Mike Zimmer is going to let that happen. Even with Dalvin Cook likely to be out, Alexander Madison, unless it's fourth and short and he's got a hole that you could land a plane in to his right, you don't have to worry about Madison. He's going to gain his yards. He's got a great per attempt average. He's almost as good as Dalvin Cook, although most think Cook would have converted that fourth and short to win the game. The Vikings are better than their record suggests. Yeah. The Falcons are exactly what their record would suggest. And I don't see the artificial interim head coach bump. I think this COVID stuff is going to create a distraction. They're already shut down for today. They're not going to be ready. They just don't care. I think the Vikings should win this one easily, and there's a chance it could be a blowout. I'll go 31-20. All right, Broncos at the Patriots, the makeup game from week five. It was going to be Monday night. Then it's not played at all. They have to reschedule seven total games just to bump it by a week. Cam Newton is back. Drew Locke is expected to be back. The Broncos and the Patriots. Patriots, the better team. Ten-point favorites. Who do you like, Chris? Well, I, I do like the Patriots. I mean, we know that. I mean, you can't pick the Broncos. Drew Locke, first game back, like you said, against that Patriots defense who just gave all those issues to Patrick Mahomes and company and really stymied that offense. I just don't know if there's enough offense to go around. You know, with the with the Denver Broncos, and I don't think their running attack is good enough necessarily, and especially now, I don't know what's going to go on with Melvin Gordon, right? I mean, is he playing this week or what? Um, but I don't know if there's enough of a running attack where I just go, oh, they're going to take advantage of the fact that the Patriots don't have a lot of big people on their team. I don't, I don't think that's the case. And then the other side of the ball, Denver's defense, you know, it's just it's average right at this point. It's kind of reeling, and I'm not, not sure it might not just continue to get worse here as more and more time goes without any difference-making front seven type of football players. So with that, Cam Newton being back in the fold, I think just slowly but surely Patriots impose their will, 28-13 New England. I don't think that Melvin Gordon will be disciplined by the Broncos. No. Uh, look, th- this is a league matter, and this is typically something that gets handled after it's all resolved. And if the Broncos try to discipline him now, that cuts out the ability of the league to do it later. I, I don't think the Broncos are going to do anything now. Yeah. They could deactivate him. They could they could not use him as much. It could be a Philip Lindsay day. I just don't think it matters either way with or without Melvin Gordon. I think the Patriots are frustrated by the fact that they're 2-2 two and two based upon the way they've played overall. Look at what they did 
week one to the Dolphins, who showed they were sufficiently capable to no doubt. destroy the 49ers a few weeks later. Look at what they did to the Raiders, who went into Kansas City and won. I think the Patriots believe they should be 4-0, and and this is an opportunity for them to remind everyone that they are a team that's going to be a factor when it's all said and done. I like the Patriots in this one, 31-17, so I've got them covering. What was your score for this one? 28-13. So you've got them covering as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is a who wants to win game. Washington at the Giants. Washington one and four with a four game losing streak. Giants zero oh and five. The teams typically are behind at the half. Maybe they'll be tied at the half in this one. Lowest over under of the week at forty two and a half as well. Kyle Allen likely quarterback for Washington. Daniel Jones still the guy for the Giants without Saquon Barkley. Who do you like, Chris? Well, I mean, I, I like Washington. Uh, I'm not betting on this game. I would never tell people to bet with teams that are bad teams because they they can dominate games and find ways to lose, that's for sure. But I I like Washington better than I like the New York Giants and what I see right there right now. I mean, the Giants' offense stinks. There's no other way to say it. You know, I know people are going to look at it and go, well, they scored 34 points last week. Well, they had a defensive touchdown. They had another short field. And the Cowboys' defense is one of the worst in football. So I think when I look at all of those things, you know, I, I'm, I, and then like Washington defense is good. And I think there is a few things to like about the Washington offense. If they can just get a little something out of the quarterback play. I do, you know, Brandon Scherf coming back at, at the offensive line run game shows glimmers every week. And then of course there's a few receivers and Terry McLaurin, I think is one of the 10 best receivers in the NFL right now. So with that and that defensive line against the giants offense, that's inept. Uh, I'm going to go with Washington to win a close, ugly football game. I'm going to say 20 to 14, Washington. Wow. Let me tell you something. Because 20 to 14, I mean, it's not an uncommon score, but it's not a, a score that you just think of. Like it would be 21 14, right? Or it's just, I got 20 to 14 as well. You're going Washington. Washington, right? Yeah. Washington, 20 to 14. The Giants are three point favorites in this one, which is just kind of strange to I me. Don't get uh, yeah, it. They, they played the Cowboys tough, but I just, there's just something missing with that team. And I don't think they get it back, even though this is one of the few games on the schedule that they should have a chance to win. I think Washington gets it done because Washington's still very much alive in the chase for the NFC East championship because all the teams are so bad. So we both have 20 to 14, technically an upset as Washington wins on the road. Next one, Baltimore. After a couple of weeks of being 13 point favorites and covering, they go to Philadelphia where they're only a seven and a half point favorite against an Eagles team that didn't all that good. I was a little surprised by this spread, Chris. Yeah. Tell me why. Tell me why, and by how many points the Ravens are going to win? Well, yeah, I, I you know, I, I thought about that too. Um, you know, the Eagles are a physical football team. We see them hang in there with Pittsburgh last week. I can understand the line not being much bigger than that. I can. Um, I don't see it that way. I think Baltimore is going to win by more than that. I do. You know, again. This, this to me is different than, yeah, Pittsburgh's a great defense and, oh, Philadelphia hung in there, and now Baltimore's a great defense. Philadelphia should hang in there as well. No, this is a different style of a great defense, and there's going to be less easy throws for Carson Wentz this week than there was last week. They are. They're a little bit more sound with what they do in Baltimore, and I doubt it. I don't see them getting gashed in the run game for a big play or doing something like that. And the fact is they can blitz and really lock you up man-to-man, especially this group for Philadelphia, where Pittsburgh can't do those type of things. Pittsburgh doesn't have good man-to-man corners. I mean, Joe Hayden's their best corner, and Philadelphia, anytime they were in man, went at Joe Hayden. They said, no, we like that matchup. We're going after 23. So Baltimore doesn't have that guy, and Philly's offense is compromised. And then, you know, Philly's defense, I think, can physically hang in there, but I just think it's ultimately going to be too much what really worries me about Philly's defense is their linebackers stink they stink so and you know when you play Lamar Jackson you know who gets put out there a lot on like a an island to tackle him at the second level oh the linebackers that's right yeah they're in trouble Uh, I'm gonna go Ravens 31 to 20. I've got 34 20 we both have the same thought here and and look the you know the, the Ravens have taken care of business in the games where they're supposed to take care of business. They, 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 don't, they don't screw around. No. They put the pedal to the metal. They're worried about 
kryptonite in the Kansas City Chiefs, but yeah. they're not losing focus on what it is they need to do. I thought coming out of that game, they had a couple of games where they could stumble. Right. They haven't. So I'm not ready to say that this is a team that's going to do anything other than handle a team that it should beat easily, 34-20, to 20, and it could be worse than that. All right. This is the game of the early slate, maybe one of the great games of the day, Cleveland and Pittsburgh, an old rivalry, a rivalry that the Steelers typically get the better of. The Steelers' three-point favorites at home, that means on a neutral site it would be a push, and I don't know that I would call it a push because I think right now the Browns may be the better team. We just can't look past the uniforms. And, and, you know, if you, and, and really that's the key here. If you take all the players on the Browns, and put them in black and gold, and you take all the Steelers players and put them in Browns uniforms, I, I think we would believe that the Steelers would win by a touchdown. I think the, the Steelers right now are somewhat lesser than the Browns from a talent standpoint. I'm going to let you lead off, though. And, and I already have my pick. I'm not going to change it. I know. I'm, I'm not, not worried about that. I'm going to change it based on what you do. I but you it. go ahead and lead off. I mean, it, it is an interesting matchup. There is a lot of talent on the football field, like you're talking about. I do think this Steelers defense is really freaking good. Now, they get burned, and this is something I've been talking about in my podcast. They, they over-blitz, which I don't understand. What's the point of having this great defensive line if you're blitzing? I don't, don't, I don't get it. Still don't understand. I mean, the game last week when they blitz, Carson Wentz torched them. When they played coverage, he couldn't find anybody open. You know, what's the point of having Stephon Tuitt and Cameron Hayward and T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree if you're not just going to let them work? So I'd like to see that more out of Pittsburgh. I do think that I, I just can't imagine Cleveland having a ton of success on Pittsburgh's run game. And these are the type of games where, yeah, I know Pittsburgh let up the big touchdown run last week. They weren't worried about the run game as much as Philadelphia. I think Pittsburgh's one of those teams where they go, oh, wait, they, they can run the ball a little bit, and they kind of button it all up. And I think I don't imagine Cleveland being able to run the ball consistently well. And then I still don't think the pass game is there to carry them yet. I don't. It's getting better. I think Stefanski's done a phenomenal job of managing them and everything like that. Uh, but I, that's what I worry about for Cleveland on the offensive side of the ball. On the other side of the ball, yeah, I, I, I worry about Pittsburgh's offense too. I do. Because they can't run the ball. Cleveland is a team that can rush the passer and just send four and drop seven and make things tough on them that way. But I think ultimately where I'm going to sway with Pittsburgh is I don't know if I trust Cleveland's secondary quite yet. And I think Pittsburgh is good enough at pass protecting and maybe the emergence of Claypool here will finally give them the confidence to kind of unleash him a little bit. And I'm going to go with Pittsburgh to win the football game, 28-21. to 21. Uh, I'm not going to make it a best bet or anything like that. I, I do think it's kind of a coin toss game, but I think in the matchup, I, I, I like uh, Steelers' advantage a little bit. I really hate that feeling of I should have seen it coming and I didn't have the guts to, to call my shot. Yeah. And, look, I, I here the, the my concern with the Browns is this. Like you said, are they going to be able to run against Pittsburgh? The other thing, is Baker Mayfield going to be able to buy enough time? You know, yeah. when you watch him play, if if – if the offensive line is getting its job done, he can do the rollouts. He can move around. That's he can right. slide the pocket. He can make things happen. But if they're not able to buy him time, he doesn't have the athleticism to get away from the guys who are coming after no, him. No, he doesn't. And, 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 hey, look, maybe they'll blitz, and maybe he's going to have to find guys quickly, and maybe they're going to rely on Odo Beckham Jr. Maybe the Steelers are going to target him for some, some rough contact to get him thinking twice about trying to run the ball through them the way he ran the ball through the Cowboys on that play where everyone in a in a silver helmet with a blue star was loafing. Yeah. But to to me this is one of those where I'm going to rely on the body of work that I've seen so far this year. Okay. I've yet to see the Steelers look really really good. I get They've it. They've played a lot of teams that are bad below 500 teams and they haven't put them away. They haven't had the killer instinct. Look at what they did letting the Eagles back into yeah, the game. Sure. I just don't think this – now, they may get there, and this may be the game where it breaks open. This may be the one where we say, wow, okay, just like with the Titans last week. The Titans kind of screwed around with three lesser teams before they dropped the hammer on the Bills. I, I just think this is one where that history of the Browns being so bad is going to be hard for the Steelers to overcome – until they lose to the Browns once. Next time around, next time around, 
the Steelers may view the Browns differently. Right. But I just think that, that, that for me, that's the difference. You look across the field at those orange helmets. You see a team that has been pathetic. How do you get yourself properly motivated to do everything you have to do, to dot every I, cross every T, study all the time? You don't view them as a threat until they punch you in the mouth. And I think they're, gonna, they're not going to necessarily knock the Steelers out but they're going to score one more point, 21-20. I like the Browns to win the game, which means I like them getting the three points. And, and this is one where, you know what, if the Steelers win, I'll say fine. But I'm going to feel worse Yeah, I know. this way or the other way. If I'd pick the Steelers and the Browns had won, I'd feel a lot worse. Yeah, you're going to if go, man, win, my I'll gut, say, my fine. spaghetti, yep. my meatballs yep. was telling yep. me Cleveland and I didn't do it and I didn't listen. And I always listen to spaghetti and meatballs because I'm Mike Florio. So, yeah, I get it. But I think I'm, – and I'm joking, but, I, of course, I, I, I hear you. Your points are, are very real. They, re- they really are. I, I, I don't doubt that at all. I mean, I worry about that, certainly. And the Steelers do have a real legitimate, like, put a team away problem because they can't run the ball to run the clock out. They're, they're horrible at running. And then their defense, it goes back to something I said early on. They get a lead, and they go for, like, the jugular too much to where I want to go, like, we don't have to, like, pulverize them into the ground. We just have to stop them from scoring again. We don't have to, like, embarrass them and get 10 defensive touchdowns. How about just not let them score right here and the game will be over? I hope they realize that. The numbers have to start to show them that when they blitz, they get torched, and when they play coverage, they're really awesome. We'll see if they learn that this week. I'm really excited about this game. It's cool to have a Brown-Steelers game that means something. I know that. It's cool for football. And even though there's a lot of bad games in the 1 o'clock window, what that means is you can focus on Chicago, Carolina, and Pittsburgh hosting the Browns. And the rest of them, who the hell cares what happens? Although, you know, from time to time you, you check out what's happening. But when that many are unfolding at once and two stand out, those are the two I'll be focused on. Yeah, Houston totally. and Tennessee, a 1 o'clock game on which we won't be focused. The Titans, there was no line at first. Now the Titans are three-point favorites hosting the Texans on a short week. After pulverizing the Bills, this one screams out best bet to me a little bit with the Titans only given three points. Chris, let me go ahead and do this one first because yeah, it's simple. Titans 30, Texans 13. I think the Texans got a little bit of that Romeo Cornell interim head coach thing going for them. End of the day, Titans are just the better team. Titans should be able to win the game. Titans should be able to cover the spread. And, and you squander what you did Tuesday night if you follow it up by – what would you say, crapping the bed while crapping down their legs yes. against a team like the Texans? You, you, you undermine everything you did Tuesday night if you don't follow it up by beating the Texans. Next week against the Steelers, different story. This week against the Texans team that's been overmatched in every game but one, yeah. I, 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 just, I don't think that, that the Titans are going to let that happen uh, because they know that that'll cause everyone to look at Tuesday night and say, well, I guess it was a fluke. Yeah, that, I, I agree. And then, you know, the short week is worrisome, like you said. It is. Now, the good thing is, though, it's such a common opponent and nothing's changed that they're going to have great, you know, knowledge or comfort level of going, wait, we know what to expect from Houston here, even though it's a short week and everything like that. We know how they play defense. Vrabel. He knows that defense. It's the defense he played under and Romeo Cornell. So he's going to know a lot of those rules. And out of the fact that the Texas defense just stinks, there, there's no, nothing more to that. They can't stop the run or the pass. That is danger, danger, danger against the Tennessee Titans who can really do both at a very high level. And especially when they know they got you by the kahunas in the run game. Then you're done because then you start going, oh, we, got, we can't stop this big soldier at running back and we got to put more people in there. And when Tennessee drops back to pass, they're not looking for four yards. They're looking for 40. So I, I, I'm with you. I mean, I'm, I'm going with the Titans here all the way. I gave the Texans a few extra points just because I could see the game being like 34-13, like you're saying, and then te- Texans score a late touchdown or do something like that. I picked 34-24, but I certainly expect, like you're saying, Tennessee, I think they got it. And if they can get their receivers back with A.J. Brown and get Corey Davis back and Adam Humphreys back, who are on the COVID-19 list and all that, man. Humphreys is back. He's back. A.J. Okay. Brown played Tuesday right. night. So, yeah, so what about Davis Corey Davis, the last, last one? Yeah, yeah, so that'll be – they get him back. And, Mike, sorry, one more team here. I don't mean to be long. But Tennessee, I hope they figured something out on Tuesday night too. Stop being so damn aggressive. 
they played these great zone coverages and all this mix-up stuff. And Buffalo Bills, the most explosive, one of the most explosive offenses in football, had issues. So I hope they learn something, too, about like not always going for the jugular so hard. Uh, but I'm liking the way that Titans team looked, and uh, I'm, I'm going with them. So to summarize, in the early games, we disagree on two straight-up picks, which gives me a chance to trim that margin down or to find myself deeper in Chris's <laughs> rearview mirror. Let's take a break. When we return, the Sunday afternoon games uh, headlined by the Bay of Pigs. Bay of Pigs, but hardly a Bay of Pigs when you've got two goats involved, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. One of the great games of the week. We'll talk about that and more late Sunday games when PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbutton continue right after There's your rundown every day. NBC Sports on Peacock starts with Pro Football Talk Live, 7 a.m. Eastern. Dan Patrick after that, Rich Eisen Show, brother from another. And then the weekday ends with PFTPM at 5 Eastern. All shows available on demand if you don't watch them live, but they are all live in those time slots. All right, live at 4 p.m. Eastern or 425, depending upon when the kickoff is on Sunday Oh, boy, Jets and Dolphins. Who wants to watch that? This is the whole New York market thing. Got to have the Giants early and the Jets late, and nobody's watching in New York anyway because both teams suck. 0-10 combined. Jets play the Dolphins. The Dolphins favored for the first time in the Brian Flores era for good reason. They're playing the Jets, and they're 9.5-point favorites at home against New York. Chris, who do you like and why? Well, I mean, come on. I mean, I like the Dolphins because they don't suck like the Jets do. <laughs> I mean, that's why. That, is that good enough? Can we move on to the next game? But, yeah, I have no faith in the Jets. And the Dolphins, as you mentioned just before, they're not chopped liver. I mean, they've played everybody tough. They could have beat the Bills. They could have beat the Seahawks. They whooped the crap out of the 49ers last week. So when I look at it from that aspect and that Bears offense, that's I mean, that Jets offense that has nothing, I mean, nothing. And that Dolphins defense is starting to kind of look like something. I mean, they got big guys in the middle, and they got great corners on the outside. Byron Jones is back. I mean, there's no way the Jets are scoring points in this one. I'm going Dolphins 24-13. to 13. Uh, Fitz, it won't be easy. Like Fitzpatrick and them, I think, could have some moments of being struggling against that Jets defense, but they'll break it down and win that football game, no doubt about that. 24-13, Dolphins. So you got the Dolphins covering by a point and a half. Look, I'm going to thread the needle on this one. It's a big needle. But here's my, here's my thinking. Very simple. The Jets are down to four chances for Adam Gase to avoid going into the bye at 0-9. The bye week was moved from week 11 to week 10 by way of the reshuffling sparked by Broncos Patriots being rescheduled. The Dolphins weren't supposed to play the Jets until week 10. It was week 10 and week 12 with a bye for the Jets in between. This is the last best chance for the Jets to get a win. I don't think they will, but, you know, Gase going back to Miami, that still holds a little something for him because he's salty about what happened there with Stephen Ross firing him. I think they're going to muster enough to make it interesting. And I'm always worried about Fitz magic toggling back to Fitz tragic. You never know when that switch is going to flip. I just think enough factors come together that the Jets keep this one close. They don't win, but they keep it close. They cover the nine and a half points. I've got Dolphins 24, Jets 20. The Jets continue toward 0 and 9 at the bye, but at least they don't get embarrassed for a change. That's... That's my, And I, I don't know how strongly I feel about it, but this is another one of those gut feelings. I'd rather be wrong this way because I just feel like the Jets are going to muster something because they know what's coming the next three weeks after that. Yeah, I, I, I get you there. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked either, especially the fact that, you know, Gase is going back to Miami and all of that. There's added a little incentive there to that. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if that was the case. All right, Green Bay. A one-point favorite on the road against hashtag Tommy. Oh, boy, it's got to hurt. It's got to hurt Tom Brady to be a home underdog. It's got to give him a little motivation. On top of the whole four-finger thing from last week and all the criticism he took from that. But Aaron Rodgers has plenty of motivation too, Chris, because he's the better quarterback than Tom Brady. And it's Tom Brady who spent 20 years in New England that has the six rings. And it's Aaron Rodgers with no help around him. I'm, I'm, complete, I'm preaching to the choir here. These are all the things you say. I've been converted I am an Apparently. Aaron Rodgers fanboy. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Who do you like well, when they 
get together in the Bay of Pigs game. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, right, like right now at this point in time in 2020, there's no comparison. I mean, Rodgers is clearly the better quarterback. You're right about that. You know, um, but I do think Brady and the offense and, and Tampa, I mean, like we've seen, we've seen some goodness there. We certainly have. You know, they blew some opportunities there that game last week to kind of put it away, really put the Bears in a tough spot, all of that. They got to be a little bit pissed by the way they played in that football game. I think this is going to be a really close football game. I think we could see a lot of big plays in the pass game. Ultimately, I'm going to go with the Bucks in this one. I am because I'm just Ooh. not. Yeah, I know. I'm just dun, not sold. Dun, dun. I'm I'm call, I I'm calling Aaron Rodgers and telling him. <laughs> I'm just I, not I, sold I, on that defense. It ain't because of Aaron Rodgers. It's the fact that it's 30 points against the Saints and you know 20 points, 21 points against the Lions, and it was it could have been more than that. And the way the Vikings game looked early, and even the Falcons, they were dysfunctional. There was opportunities there too. I mean, so. I just not sure about that. And Tampa, the fact that they've been able to run the ball a little bit lately, they can pass protect. Green Bay will give you opportunities to make big pass plays down the field. And that's what scares me a little bit. And then you flip it around and that Tampa I mean uh, that Tampa defense, you know, I don't think Green Bay's going to have the luxury of being able to rely on the run game. I'd be shocked. I just don't see how you can run on Tampa. Those dude, those dudes are awesome in there. You know, when it comes to stopping the run, if you made me pick one defensive front seven, I'm taking them. Now, Vita is not there, and that stinks, but they're still really Vita good. Vita Vea. Vita Vea. Damn Vita it. Vea. I can't get that damn name right. He's not there, but Neither. I, think I got more faith, and I just think that Tampa defense to slow down Rodgers than I do the other way around right now. Now, what makes me a little skeptical is we don't know Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. That bothers the hell out of me, whether they're going to play. But I'm going to take the Bucks right now, and I'm acting like they're going to play, and I'm going to go 34-31 Bucks. I think they, they realize it's kind of a big game for them. they got to be a little bit desperate here. You go to your third loss right here, you're going to be fighting here the rest of the way. You know, there's something about the Buccaneers that nags at me. It just bothers me. What it is it? Gnaws. Yeah. And, and I, I'm a big Bruce Arians guy. Yeah. But I just – yeah, they're kind of annoying I lately. I agree. I don't I, know. I, yeah, I, I don't. There's just something there that's missing. Something's not firing on all cylinders, you know. And and I don't know if Arians is over delegating to his assistants. I, I just I feel like it's just not clicking. And at what point do we say it needs to be clicking? I get the whole no preseason. I get that no offseason program. I understand. At some point, though. It needs to really fall together. And when it fell apart in prime time against the Bears team they should have beaten, that's what gave me concern. We see the chippiness you. with the offensive linemen giving up a bunch of penalties. They can't turn that off. Right. Now Arians is saying he thinks Ryan Jensen is targeted by the officials. No, Ryan Jensen deserves what he gets because Ryan Jensen is on the wrong side of the line and somebody needs to get him under control. That's, and it no needs doubt. to be more than Tom Brady pissed off at him. Right. And this whole thing, and I'm telling you, the deeper issue – with the four fingers and and Tom Brady won't own up to getting it wrong on what down it was and then Arians defends him, I think that that's going to cause some locker room it side might, eye. Might, it might. You that, might be that right. They don't. They don't need with the Packers coming to town. So I think this is the kind of thing where the Packers could knock the Buccaneers wobbly early, and we could see a lot of dysfunction unfold for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I got the Packers thirty four twenty seven. I think it could be worse than that. I just didn't have the guts to call it 34-20 or 41-24 or something like that. 34-27, all I need is a seven-point margin. The Packers are favored by one. I'll take that and run with it. Yeah. But I think the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, two weeks to get ready. Yeah. And I, I think that, that, that this game, this win, this afternoon in Tampa is going to mean as much to him as it would going back to Tampa in February and winning the Super Bowl because this is his chance. The closest thing to apples to apples you're going to get with the GOAT. Yeah. This is Roger's chance to really step up and show that he's got it and he's always been a better overall passer, a better uh, and more mobile player yeah. uh, than, than Tom Brady. And I think that motivation, it could we, be. See how, we see how it doesn't mess with Aaron Rodgers. He takes that kind of stuff and elevates his game. Others maybe get a little too emotional. 
I don't think Rodgers will. I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to win by seven. And uh, this is another one of those, if I'm going to be wrong, I'd rather be wrong relying on your guy, who I am now a bigger fan of, (laughs) because I believe in him more than you do. Aaron Rodgers gets it done. I I don't know. Maybe it's just some scarred of years of him trying to carry the team that I just don't trust them all the time. Uh, I I think the points you bring up, obviously I picked the Bucs to win a close one. But I I do think the points you bring up and some of the psychology there on the Bucks aspect. Yep, I didn't use psychosis. I'm I'm teachable. Very well I'm done. coachable. Uh, Very well done. But I, I, I do think that's something to kind of watch for. Agreed there. I really do. And that's why even though I got the Bucks winning as one-point underdogs, I'm not going to make it the best bet because I could see a scenario like you're talking about to where that scares me. I'm I'm going on the – I think they might have to play a little bit desperate this week and they realize how big this game is because they got some big games coming up on their schedule too, Tampa Bay, to where – I think they'll realize that. But I am very scared of kind of the aspect and things you brought up and know what the hell is his name? The defensive tackle for the Bucks, Vita Vea. Vita Vea. One of these years. I'm sorry, Mr. Vita Vea. But that does scare me, though, that maybe they won't be as good a run defense. We'll see where it goes. All right, Rams 49ers, Sunday night football. Woo, woo, woo. Not nearly, not nearly the 49ers team we thought they would be. They're beginning a seven-game death march with the Rams coming to town. The Rams, the unofficial NFC East champions. Those are the only four victories the Rams have mustered this year out of five games. They lost to the Bills in week three. Three-and-a-half-point favorites for the Rams in San Francisco for good reason. The 49ers are 0-3 at home. Chris, who do you like and why? Well, I like the Rams. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously biased. I mean, you know I'm rooting for Kyle Shanahan. I like Sean McVay a whole lot and consider him a friend. But, you know, Kyle, uh, that's my buddy. And, and, but I'm worried about them as a football team. How could, I not, how could you not be? How could you not be with what you saw last week? You know, that defense, the way they played. I mean, the Dolphins spread them out and just torched them in the past game. You know, I think I, I got to worry about that a little here with, with uh, the Rams coming to town. I mean, the 49ers defense, it's still good, but there's issues. And the pass rush certainly isn't as good to where they're just going to be able to, oh, we'll rush four and drop seven. I mean, Bosa and D Ford, they're not there. They're different. They're different. And the Rams O-line's pretty damn good. And I've really only seen one team so far this year slowed down the Rams and that was the Giants oddly enough but that was because the Giants had a lot of big people on their defensive line and they could kind of just say you guys stop the run and I can use all these guys to do the pass stuff and all that I don't think the 49ers have that luxury and then I think the other thing I just look at is you know as creative as Shanahan is and everything and at least they're getting a little healthier on that side of the ball they might be able to move the ball a little and do those the Rams just don't give up big plays other than the Josh Allen They've been pretty damn good. And this Rams defense is really damn good. They don't blitz. They got that Aaron Donald against two guys inside that are suspect. I'm going Rams 23-20 in a close one. I'm going – oh, so you got the 49ers covered by a half point. I I'm guess going so. Rams yep. by 10, 27-17. Wow. I just – I think Aaron Donald is going to destroy yeah. whoever is playing quarterback. And uh, I, I, there's not much more to say. Right now the 49ers are falling apart, and the Rams, this is their chance to show that they aren't just the best team in the NFC East. They're one of the best teams in the NFC West too. All right, quick break. Monday night doubleheader and our best bets for week six. We'll do that next here on PFTPM and Chris Sims. All right, another Monday night doubleheader, one of the realities of the pandemic. Hopefully it's something the NFL decides. Maybe we should do it more often once the world gets back to normal. Chiefs and Bills, both desperate to get back to normal after losing in Week 5. Chris, who do you like and why in the early game? Yeah, well, you know, this is two of my favorite quarterbacks in the game right now. They're awesome. They're fun to watch. I do think there's a little personal aspect there of, like, Josh Allen wants to prove that he's somewhat close on the same level of Patrick Mahomes and all that. He certainly has a great upside and talent and all that. But I think ultimately what I worry about here more than anything is the Bills' defense. That's what I really worry about. You know, they can't rush the passer, don't have great cover people, um, and that's just not a good formula against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, when Mahomes can just sit there and buy time and buy time and you can't play man-to-man on some of these guys with some extra help of other guys to help in the man – 
you know, because they're going to have to blitz or pressure. I just look at that and go, oh, that's advantage Chiefs there. Now, I do think the Bills are going to make some big plays, too, on that Chiefs defense. But the Chiefs have playmakers on defense. And we see them make a few plays every single game. So I'm going to add with that aspect and the fact of Spagnolo, Steve Spagnolo always does something a little off the cuff, outside the box. I think he'll have a little bit more of a game plan to stop Josh Allen and that, that offense as compared to the other way around. And because of that, I'm going to go to shootout still. I'm going to go to the Chiefs, though, 38-34. You know, extra time for the Chiefs to prepare a short week for the Bills. I think the Chiefs losing is a wake-up call. Yeah. I think the Bills losing and the way they lost is a maybe we aren't that good call. And I think it gets exacerbated on Monday night. When you get the full focus of the Chiefs, you have a problem. The Bills are going to have the full focus of the Chiefs. And you've got that whole Andy Reid, Sean McDermott dynamic yeah. where Reid fired McDermott. And I think I think Reid understands McDermott's defense far better than maybe McDermott does. And I think that the Chiefs will rise up and get this done. I've got 31-24. The Chiefs given three and a half. We both like them to win. We both like them to cover. The late game on Monday. Cardinals at the Cowboys. Arizona, weird to see. One and a half point favorite on the road against Dallas. But right now the Cardinals are a better team, Chris. How many do you think they win by? I think they're going to lose. I'm picking them to oh! lose. Yep, I am. You know, Arizona, as much as I was kind of touting them a few weeks ago, going into that Carolina matchup, and even though they had just lost to Detroit, I went, oh, there's some things I like and everything like that. I feel like I've almost done a 180 from that point because I've just gone, wait, like a few of the wrinkles I saw on the offensive side of the ball, they've kind of disappeared. It's back to just four wides and the, you know, short passing game and basic, you know, college crap there on that side of the ball. And then the defense, I think what I saw a little bit is a defense that I probably thought was a little better than what it was. And I think with how Carolina moved the ball on them, you know, even Detroit the week before that, I know it was better last week, but the Jets stink. I just think it's going to be tough for them. This Cowboys offense is still talented. Andy Dalton can still make plays. And because what I'm a, I'm a little discouraged by what I see on the Cardinals offense, I think Mike Nolan might have some tells about what they do and where they attack to where they can just be respectable. I'm going to go Cowboys 30-27, to 27, kind of like I got some pasta in my gut, but I'm not Italian, so I'll go like meat and potatoes, all right? I got some in there that's just telling me, go with Dallas. This Dak Prescott injury could bring everybody together a little bit. I've got 27 for the Cardinals, but 20 for the Cowboys. I think Kyler Murray coming back to Texas is going to be a factor. And I look at the Mike Nolan defense. They gave up 31 points to the Giants last week, although they weren't all offensive points still. I don't think Nolan – I don't think the players are going to be able to get their arms around Kyler Murray. I think the Cardinals win that one. So we disagree on four games. Okay. Time for the best bets, Chris. Let's go. All right. Well, I'm gonna the first one I'm gonna go to is New England. That's that's where I'm gonna go to start the day off because the Patriots playing Denver, ten point favorites. I'm riding the points. You know, I've been doing okay riding the points lately. And I just drew locks first game back against this defense and everything like that. And then Cam Newton back and that running attack, lack of defensive tackles for the for the Denver Broncos. I just think like either they blow them out from the get go or they just slowly wear them down. But I'm going the Patriots as my first best bet. My first one is the Vikings giving four points to the Falcons or whatever the spread currently is. I'm going to have a fallback. I'm going to have a fourth one at the end in okay. the event Vikings-Falcons isn't played, but give me the Vikings covering the spread over the Falcons. What do you got next? I've thought about the Colts, but I'm done going with them. They've burned me twice this year, <laughs> so that's it. I don't know what to expect of them. I even thought the Dolphins a little bit, but I just I, I don't like betting on teams that are just eh, eh, or make mistakes every now and then. I'm going to go with the Ravens for the third week in a row because they have not disappointed me. That's why. Yeah, they're favored. What are they favored by? Seven and a half? You know, I could see them winning by 20. I can see them at the worst. I feel like they're just going to win by 10 or something like that. I just don't see how Philadelphia can move the ball on them. And then Philadelphia's defense, it's good, but I just don't think it's good enough to shut down this Ravens offense and stop Lamar and some of the one-on-one matchups they're going to get in the pass game. I think you'll see Andrews and Hollywood Brown make some big plays. 
I hate when we agree on best bets, but the Ravens were down for my second one. So for all the reasons you said, Ravens only given seven and a half. That's a best bet for me. What's your next one? My next one, I'm going to go Tennessee Titans. I'm a little scared here just because of the short week aspect and all of that stuff. But I just think they're so clearly the better football team and have such an advantage with their offense as compared to the Texans defense that it's going to pose major problems. I wouldn't be surprised the first drive of the game, the Tennessee Titans went down on a 10-minute drive, scored a touchdown, something like that. And then they have to overcompensate and stop the run and just bombs away. So I am. I'm going to ride with the Titans. I'm going 34-24, uh, and uh, I feel pretty, you know, I feel good about that other than that short week for Tennessee. Just to make things interesting, I'm not going to make the Titans my third one. I was going to. The Titans are going to be my fallback in the event that Vikings-Falcons isn't playing. Okay. So, that's my fourth one if I need a fourth one to, be, to take the place of the, of the first one. I'm going Lions giving three to the Jaguars. Uh, you give the Lions two weeks to get ready. I, the Jaguars are in the process of falling apart. They're just not ready. They're not ready. And uh, I don't know. Maybe they need people saying they're not ready to get them ready. But I think the Lions need this one more. The Lions feel like you know they can still maybe work something out. And they got two weeks to get ready for it. I'll be stunned if they if they don't win that one. I thought about going Green Bay Tampa over, but I'm done messing with the over unders. They burn me all the time, and I don't feel strongly enough, Chris, that they're going to go over that number, Green Bay Tampa. But I, I I won't be surprised if it blows past the number, which is somewhere I think in the mid 50s. I thought about it too. I I did. I wrote that down too as a possible over or whatever. Yeah, it was 55. Um, definitely it could be one of those things we're so excited for the quarterbacks and the shootout that you know these defenses do some things that maybe you wouldn't expect them to do and there's like an overcorrection there but uh, I hear you all right I hope you lose all of them and I win all of them well but but except, we've got the Ravens that in one. common yeah. and if the Vikings Falcons don't play the Titans oh, are my damn. third one so damn. we may agree on two yes. if we don't have a chance to watch the Vikings and the Falcons maybe on Tuesday night maybe for the second week in a row after a 10-year break it's just seven days between Tuesday night football games. That's it for PFTPM. Chris Sims on Button. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll see you Friday for PFT Live. Have a good day. See ya. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.